of the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. This is Jared with a skeleton crew this week, uh, joined by Wyatt and Aiden. But we're going to have twice the energy that we normally have to make up for the absence of Bart and Lucas this week. We're going to start it off as normal with some news we missed. Um, the biggest news, I think, in the sports world is that Draymond Green, of course, was ejected from Game 2 for stomping on DeMontis Sabonis. He's also been suspended for Game 3, too. Anybody watch that live? Uh, No, well, kind of. I was watching it, but then I only saw the replay of the stomp. I had looked away for a sec. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, and I don't think that that I don't think that that helped his case to go out there and rile it up because somebody said that like Adam Silver was like ten rows back. <laughs> He's basically yelling at Adam Silver, but so it's like I don't know, like the in his whole press conference afterwards, his demeanor, his response was basically like, "What else did you want me to do there? Maybe anything else would have been yeah, exactly. would have been the necessary <laughs> response to that." Would have been very easy, and in yeah, it's just it. Uh, you could play back the tape from when we talked about Draymond before around the time he punched Jordan Poole. At some point, he's just going to bite you in the ass where I know that like the tenacity and the energy and the leadership comes through. But then, of course, he punches Jordan Poole and he tells Kevin Durant they don't need him and he's getting kicked out of games twice. You know, this isn't the first time he's ever been kicked out of an important playoff game. And it's got to at some point. This is like on the playoff, like bingo card. Yeah, you know? scratch it off your bingo card. Yeah, right, just like, Draymond Green gets kicked out. It might as well be a free space in the middle. Right, you, you know that it's gonna show up. <laughs> yeah. Um. Other NBA news: Giannis, both Giannis and John Morant are out for their respective teams going into their series. The Grizzlies are currently playing right, currently winning against the Lakers, uh, to hopefully even up that series for them. Yeah. They don't and need Bucks John. are also playing. Yeah. Yeah, they're better without him. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the record yeah. is this year. I remember that being a, you know, highly talked about stat last year that they were like, what, like 18 mm-hmm. and three without Jaw or something. Yeah, you know what's insane is that there's like a huge sample size. A lot of the times they're yeah. like, well, this star is, they're six and right, three without like him. You and, know. <laughs> you know, but they almost have like a full season's worth now of games without Jaw Morant, which is kind mm-hmm. of insane. Exactly. It's yeah. statistically significant now. So that's valuable. Yeah. Um, in other news, too, the Sixers and Celtics are smoothly sailing through their playoff series right now. Um, it'll be interesting once them and the Bucks meet up in the East, and maybe the Knicks. You know, we'll see what they we'll maybe. see what they do too. Uh, Knicks didn't look so good in game two, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Switching gears over to NFL for the rest of the episode. Uh, Jalen Hurts signed a five-year, two hundred fifty-five million dollar contract. Making it the, making him the highest paid quarterback in the league, or and also player in the league. The deal I think will look a lot better actually once Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert sign their extensions. Joe Burrow's at least will guaranteed be better, uh, be a bigger contract than that. I would think maybe Justin Herbert's. I'm not sure, but yeah, Herbert. I understand. I know a lot of people because apparently this was the deal that Lamar Jackson was offered, or it was at least extremely similar in between. And some people were saying like, oh, well, Lamar has an MVP and Jalen Hurts doesn't, obviously. But I do feel like a Super Bowl I think a Super Bowl appearance is yeah. far more valuable than an MVP, I think. Mm-hmm. To the team. To the, I mean, sure. yeah. <laughs> but for like Patrick Mahomes and Joe, sorry, for Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts, 
to be the best player on a team that made the Super Bowl, I think is far more important than to have been a player to to win an MVP. Yeah. And also mm-hmm. when you're, you know, giving a player a contract that's that's based largely off of like it's not just based on their whole resume, right? It's going to be largely based off of like recency and how you're doing mm-hmm. right now. And obviously that's Lamar true. has been a little bit he's struggled with injuries, the Ravens haven't been so good of late. Hurts is coming off that Super Bowl appearance, so I don't think it's unreasonable for him to get that contract or get something similar to Lamar right now. Yeah, exactly. This one was $179 million guaranteed. So it's like another data point. It's another like data point put in the Deshaun Watson contract, like <laughs> as a complete outlier. Like teams aren't willing to do that. Yeah. It, do, it doesn't seem like recently any of the contracts have been back to record setting. And I mean, it's going to yeah. be hard because it is the Deshaun Watson contract is so far outside the realm of what teams are doing. But it's not like, right. like even if the quarterback what, market is getting reset, nobody signed a deal that, that's like wow, you know, like 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 what's, yeah, go ahead. There's just there's no there's no more high guarantees right now. Jalen Hurts, I don't know if he has. I mean, other than Deshaun Watson, has the most guarantees, but it's still not like two hundred million out of two hundred twenty possible million dollars. You know, who's who's signed contracts since that? Kyler Murray. Mm. Jalen Hurts, think Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, there's like just more. Yeah, there's more data points. So interesting. Other news: uh, Tua apparently considered retiring following his concussion-riddled season last year. Definitely wishing him a safer season this year coming up because he's fun to watch. He apparently and good and easy to root for. He learned how to fall down apparently, from what I read. That was part of his like off-season routine. Yeah. What does that mean from a like I don't know concussion? I don't know, perspective. Whip, like, whip your head back, I guess. Yeah. He was getting ragdolled though. I I don't know if there's anything yeah. that could stop him from doing that. Right. I, I know. Like there are certain hits that like what what's he gonna do? You know? <laughs> yeah. And then other good news, uh DeMar Hamlin has been fully cleared to play next season as well. Um so we will see him mm-hmm. on the field for the Bills, hopefully next season. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Very, very crazy. Alrighty, we're going to get into the bulk of this week's content. We're going to do another NFL mock draft, mock draft 2.0 for the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. Without further ado, let's go with the uh, Carolina Panthers. Aiden, who who are the Panthers selecting with the first overall pick? Yeah, I feel like the, the um, public opinion on this has shifted over the past couple of weeks and it's it's mm-hmm. back to Bryce Young and I think that's correct. Bryce Young is the best quarterback mm-hmm. in this draft as far as I'm concerned. There are obviously size concerns um, even more than that because of his size durability concerns which I think are, are legitimate but I do think he's a better prospect than CJ Stroud. I think the way that he processes the way that he play makes the way that he can make something out of nothing and under pressure we've seen him time after time really lead Bama to to wins or to comebacks and whatnot like I don't know it's it's hard to to top what we've seen from Bryce Young and there are enough data points at this point of quarterbacks of around his size being successful in the NFL that that's not enough of a concern for me to not draft him here um, if I'm the Panthers I think he, he still would be the smallest quarterback in the NFL if he's drafted yeah. though wouldn't mm-hmm. he <laughs> but yeah you're we're, right. we're gonna keep getting smaller until you know <laughs> keep breaking okay, that barrier uh... yeah <laughs> There you go. Why? What about number two for the Houston Texans? Texans. Who are they picking at number two? The 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 news around C.J. Stroud is 
swayed back the other way where as if he never played this entire college football season. Like, is he really a franchise guy? He's definitely, he could be the third best quarterback on this. I saw something about how he didn't show up to the passing academy. And that's like strike number three on his poor resume, not a franchise guy type deal. I don't know. It's it's wild. I think that it would be a mistake for the Texans not to take CJ Stroud here, but I'm not going to take CJ Stroud here. I think I think that there's a possibility that they go, well, you know, Trey Lance is out there. D'Amico Ryan is a former 49er, and they might try to go get him. Maybe they're arrogant enough to believe that we have the pick of the litter next year between Drake May and Caleb Williams. I think if CJ Stroud ends up panning out and being fantastic, it's a mistake. I'm going to go with Will Anderson instead. I'm going to get the best defensive player off Gosh. the board here, see what happens, let uh, some other teams maybe make the mistake. At CJ Stroud. Ooh. Wow, that's are you, huge. Yeah, are you shopping that pick, Wyatt? Like, would you have shopped number two? Uh, in theory, yes, but uh-huh. I don't know. Like, if if it gets past that, you uh, you you're really only fighting the Colts at that point for a quarterback. I know that three becomes a needy pick for somebody to trade mm-hmm. up in that realm, but they're just kind of hard to map out to like how far mm-hmm. back do they want to trade? It's not like their team is ready to mm-hmm. compete now, and they're just a quarterback away. They got other holes to fill, and I think yeah. that this is just going to be something that they go with. Get the best player in the draft. Third pick, Arizona Cardinals. We're making. If I'm the Cardinals, we're making calls right now. We're definitely making calls. Who wants to trade up to get a quarterback? I'm calling the Raiders. I'm calling the Raiders. So, Are they picking up? Yeah. I, I have the Raiders pick, um, but mm-hmm. I also have the Colts pick, so I'm going to turn down your phone call. I don't oh, know. <laughs> that makes it <laughs> I, I have a team that I think would be would answer this call. I think the Tennessee Titans are gonna go are gonna if CJ Stroud is available Ooh. here and you're the Titans, your roster was absolutely terrible last what year are, anyway. Yeah. yeah, what are you what are you gonna give the Cardinal? I didn't even make a package because I did not think this was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Because my my Colts pick is is more appealing than, you know, the number eleven Titans pick. Just saying. You know. It is true. Um, another incentive for the Titans too is they're obviously competing in the same division mm-hmm. as the Colts. Do they want to just let this happen where somebody like C.J. Stroud, if they're high on C.J. Mm-hmm. Stroud, for example, mm-hmm. or do they want to let that happen? I don't think so. So I'm going to make the trade that the Titans, uh, the Titans make a trade with the Cardinals to get a guy that they wanted. Maybe they didn't think they were going to be able to get. I'm not. I'm not on high on either Will Levis or Anthony Richardson personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I don't think the Titans are going to go that direction. So the Titans are going to trade with the Cardinals. Let's say they give them a first and like, I don't know what they, what they normally give up, like a third and a fourth or something. I don't, I don't know what, what they do. In I think more usually if they're, if they're jumping from 11, I feel like they'd be giving up next year's first at least. Yeah. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's... <laughs> yeah. we'll do it. We'll, we'll yeah. do the Titans are doing whatever they, whatever they need to, to get this. Remember thing. this for next year's mock draft that the Titans Whatever happens in real life, the Titans don't, don't have, have a pick in our pick. mock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So Cardinal or uh, Cardinals are trading back to eleven with the Titans. The Titans are drafting CJ Stroud here at number three. Wow. No, okay. Are you waiting for me to make the trade? You know what's bogus? Apparently on PFF, I have to subscribe to make trades in the draft. So I'm typing. I'm t- retyping the draft right now. Talking about things that are bogus on this on this PFF simulator. Will Levis is ranked on PFF above CJ Stroud. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Very interesting. Okay, cool. Titans at number three select CJ Stroud. Number four, then, is the Colts. 
two of their guys are gone maybe two of their quarterbacks are gone yeah that was almost like a miracle beautiful scenario for the colts maybe i should have (laughs) fought harder for them to trade up i (laughs) i don't know i picked anthony richardson here last time because i was also the colts in our in our previous mock draft i'm gonna stay with him here just because the colts are desperate for a qb or based on what jim ursay is you know talking about i feel like they're gonna draft a qb and i think if they're gonna do it anthony richardson's the guy i would prefer that they you know don't do anything um but i really don't think will levis i think there's too many flaws and whatnot anthony richardson has flaws but he's at the beginning going to be a great runner um and so at least he's a tool in your belt from that perspective shane steichen has worked with hurts before right he knows how to leverage a quarterback who's athletic and so i think anthony richardson is going to be a weapon regardless of whether or not he's your traditional QB. Um, and, you know, does he sit behind Matt Ryan? Maybe that's really seems kind of bleak. Um, but in terms of the Anthony Richardson versus Will Levis conversation, I'm taking Richardson. You know. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. Seahawks at number five here. Uh, in our previous mock draft, we had Jalen Carter here, but I actually think he's going to keep sliding. I'm going to go Tyree Wilson. Six foot six, two hundred seventy five pounds. So definitely physical specimen. The thing that Lucas said last time about Tyree Wilson, I don't remember who drafted him, who he drafted mm-hmm. him for, but that Tyree Wilson is very like long. So he's he's always yeah. gonna have like an arm and like length advantage against almost every tackle he faces in the NFL, uh, according to PFF. I I know the <laughs> the um knock on him is they're they're not sure if he's fast enough to be a DN consistently, but then also not gonna be like big enough to be a defensive tackle. But I think that's something that you can either mold in the NFL with technique or like with an NFL training program where your literal full-time job is like just become an NFL player and you're not worried about being a student or anything anymore, right? So I'm going to say the Seahawks at number five draft Tyree Wilson. That's fair. At the Lions pick, I think that there's a possibility they decide not to go with Jalen Carter. I don't really know what to do because it's it seems like that that's the, the best possible option for them to solidify their defensive line but we have another pick later in the draft so you know what i think we're going to be the team that takes a corner off the board first Devin witherspoon excuse me i'm going to go with Devin witherspoon who i think is an aggressive player he is uh, a really talented corner the corner board is really kind of all over the place but he is probably the best tackler in this draft and especially a more willing tackler um i think that they're going to start out i mean they traded jeff akuda it definitely signals that they're maybe in a position like we need to restart our secondary He's a good pick, and I'm going to go with him. Um, and then with the seventh pick in the NFL draft, the o- uh, Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders select. Yeah, I, I think they're going to stop Jalen Carter's fall, maybe. I, it just feels like kind of a ra- like I don't think the Raiders learn their lessons with picks. Um, and I think Jalen Carter, there's obviously risk involved, and the, the Raiders, I feel like, take on risk all the time. He's he is a talent, you know. It, it's possible this really works out for them, right? Like he was on last year's Georgia, like you know, historic Georgia defense. He was, I think, rated as like the best player on that, the one that had like five first round picks come out of it. Um, so I can see the argument for him being worth it, regardless of whether it's the Raiders or not. But given that it's the Raiders, I think they make the pick, um, and I think he'll yeah be off the board here. Plus, they were like, well, he's completely off our board, and then he's visiting them so it's like yep what do you what do you really expect they're, they're dumb yep. enough to do it like you said okay cool 
So I have the Falcons with the eighth pick then. They did need an edge uh, or defensive tackle, so I would have, if like theoretically I wasn't drafting for the Seahawks, I, I would have taken Tyree Wilson if he was available, but obviously I drafted him. And then maybe if, if Jalen Carter slipped here too, I probably would draft him as a Falcons, but obviously that didn't happen. I'm going to go corner because that's another need of theirs. So I'm going to go Christian Gonzalez since he's available still. And on a lot of draft boards, he's the best corner available. I don't remember if it was Christian Gonzalez that we were talking about that maybe he didn't have that dog in him was the speculation. But I've also seen publications like the Raider, uh, the Ringer that says he definitely does have that dog in him. Uh, I'm not going to be worried about something like Wyatt said this last mock draft. I'm not going to be worried about somebody's motor before they've gotten into the NFL yet. So I'm going to say Christian Gonzalez here for the Falcons, which I think is would be like a fantastic pick for them if they were yeah. there. Yeah, no, I saw the doesn't have that dog in him for Christian Gonzalez too. I'm like, like always, what is that based on? What are we? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's just like some rumors just start getting out there that like, oh, well, maybe, maybe he's exactly. not. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's they, like, yeah. okay, don't overthink it too much. Okay, cool. With the ninth pick in the NFL draft, the Chicago Bears are on the clock. Wyatt, who are they going here? I want to say I made this pick last time, and I'm going to make the same pick. I'm going to go with Paris Johnson Jr., who just basically solidifies their offensive line. Uh, he is a talented player, not exactly great in run defense, but perfect in pass protection, and they basically need Justin Fields to become a better passer. Right now, I think that their offensive weapons are a little bit weak, but they can go and flesh out that wide receiver room with the rest of this draft. So I'm, I'm not really too worried about it. Let's just do it the traditional way. Build through the trenches, lean on our quarterback, and then hopefully something magical happens somewhere in between. With the 10th pick then, we have the Eagles. Aiden, who you pick here? I feel like the Eagles have some spots to replace along the D-line. So I'm going edge here. I think I'm going Lucas Van Ness or Lucas Van Ness. Um, I think there are a lot of or there's a lot of discussion around him about the fact that he never started at Iowa, uh, but I think that's a a relic of Iowa's just kind of traditional structure. If you look at his stats, like they were really good. He ranked better than Tyree Wilson in terms of I think it was pass rush rate um, or like pressure percentage in terms of the snaps that he did play. Um, he was on the field plenty despite the fact that he wasn't starting. Obviously at the combine, he really showed off a bunch. So I feel like he's a, a risk, potentially risky pick in the way that Trayvon Walker was last year. Uh, but I think he's worth taking for the Eagles who could afford for him to not pan out if it doesn't pan out. Right, cool. Uh, with the 11th pick, now the Cardinals are on the clock as they traded with the Titans earlier. Uh, scrambling a little bit on this pick because I just had Will Anderson Jr. just penciled in there. But I think I would have... Uh, D-line obviously is a big concern from them, but since we've had kind of a run on D-line, I'm going to go tackle here actually and go Peter Skaronski and get PFF's best tackle on the board, for example. Um, as Bart alluded to when we did the state of the Cardinals, like they lost 30 free agents, so they're, they pretty much have needs everywhere. They just need to get talent, and I think it's a good idea to protect Tyler, who's obviously injury prone. You don't want him to get sacked any more than he needs to, so... I think it's a good pick to shore up their offensive line here. Everyone loves Skaronsky, as far as I can see. He has short arms, apparently, but besides that, <laughs> he definitely has a place somewhere on a, as a really good offensive lineman. Yeah. Alrighty. Cool. So now we have the Texans here again at 12. Wyatt, who do, who do you think they're going here? Oh, what a challenge I've set for myself. 
Well, you know, it, they could go Will Levis, and that's definitely on the board. Mm. That you know, maybe we do go to quarterback after all. Um, I'm gonna lean that that they don't. I'm gonna go with Jackson Smith and Jigba here, and basically just start to build out a roster that is poised for a quarterback to fall in. There is a like I said, there's a chance that uh, Trey Lance becomes the guy, and the reason why Trey Lance was so intriguing as a rookie or a sophomore coming into this last year is how much talent was on the 49ers. The Texans obviously don't have that. And let's just go ahead and get the best wide receiver in this draft and see if hopefully we can plug somebody in, whether that's Davis Mills, whether that's somebody else um, next year, whether that's um, Trey Lance, we'll, we'll get him a weapon that's worth working with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. That sounds like a tank for Caleb Williams here right there, maybe, but <laughs> we will Honestly, see. is that the worst idea? Yeah, it might not be a bad idea no. at all. Yeah. Um, okay. Thirteenth pick in the NFL draft. The New York Jets. Aiden, what do you say here? Yeah, so I think the Jets are gonna go offensive line here. Um, you can't rely on Mackay Becton's health at this point. Dwayne Brown's health you also can't rely on. So I'm going tackle. I'm going Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Um he really did not blow anyone away in his first couple of years. But last year, like he really, really turned it on uh, when he moved to right tackle. Like if you look at it like against uh, Will Anderson, when um, Tennessee upset Bama, he pretty much shut Will Anderson down at the senior bowl. He also like really showed off and was shutting people down. Um, mm-hmm. So I think he's a developing talent that's worth uh, investing in for the Jets. All right. Nice. All right, cool. We have. The Patriots here at 14th. I'm going to go with I, this. Actually, you might have been picked in our last um, draft as well. I'm going to go Brian Branch, though. Safety from Alabama. Bill Belichick loves uh, defensive backs. He loves corners more so. But um, I think Brian Branch here, like an Alabama guy, it's kind of a culture <laughs> fit already, I guess, coming mm-hmm. from Zabin to Belichick, I would say, too. Um, I would I would have considered... Uh, Somebody like Joey Porter Jr. as well, but I think he's going to go Brian Branch right here. So, with the 14th pick. And with the 15th pick, the Green Bay Packers are on the clock. Wyatt, what do you, what say you here? Well, the Packers, I think, are in line with a vintage, like, oddball defensive pick. Um, <laughs> they, they had met with Keon White, a top 30 visit, who has not met with many other teams as far as people viewing him as one of the top guys. I do believe, though, that Michael Meyer is the pick for the Green Bay Packers. He is going to be a sure-handed weapon for Jordan Love. The more I see Jordan Love clips here and there, the better I like the idea of him <laughs> being like the starting quarterback. We know that they're moving on from Aaron Rodgers. And I think that, you know what, best case scenario, I think that he has some spectacular in him. Let's just make sure we get the sure-hand stuff. And Michael Meyer is going to be that guy. Easy first downs, couple six-yard gains here and there. and talented nonetheless yeah i think you were right about being high on jordan love wyatt i feel like you were pretty early on that train after that eagles game i was i was sold all the way i know i know so we'll see but hoping for the best there (laughs) okay cool so i have the commanders with this pick this one i'm also i i considered when i originally selected the commanders I thought I was going to trade up with the Cardinals to get in front of the Colts. Mm. But I don't, I don't actually think that's going to happen, though, because the organization actually does seem high on Sam Howell, and I personally am still high on Sam Howell and think they shouldn't give up on him quite yet. Um, 
and I passed on Will Levis last time. I still am going to pass on Will <laughs> Levis personally. I, I just, I'm not, I'm just not sold on that. And I, I'm sure Ron Rivera would be kind of mad if that happened too, because he, he's kind of fighting for his job this year. Um, so who, dude, who am I going to go here then? I'm going to go Quinton Johnston, I think, wide receiver from TCU. Try to give them as much help as possible that they can get on the offensive side. And again, either Ron Rivera is trying to make sure like Eric Bieniemy isn't coming up and taking a spot there, I think. They got a new ownership too, so they might be impatient. You know, who knows? Uh, so I'll go Quentin Johnston here. Okay, for the Steelers up next, I'm going to take Joey Porter Jr. I'm going to keep the Porter family on the Steelers. The <laughs> uh, they they need secondary help. And I feel like Porter is a big, you know, physical corner who can help them here. Uh, there's his his issue is potentially uh, being a little too aggressive, getting getting flagged too often. Uh, but I'm hoping he can calm down that tendency. And he looks to be the the type of athlete, at least from a size perspective, who can who can line up against a big receiver like a, a Quentin Johnson or a guy like that. Um, so he feels like a over if he's over aggressive, he feels like a, a good Steelers pick. He's got that dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. cool all right cool now we got the detroit lions up again uh wyatt who are you going here the smart pick is for me to go out there and get a defender kalijah Kansi is a pick that i see a lot mm -hmm. tim um here's here's my one concern they had an awful run defense last year and kalijah Kansi isn't exactly a solution to that he's a very productive player at his position but he's more of like, I'm going to go out and get my own type of productive player at that position. I think that they're going to need either, like if they want somebody who's a pass rusher, I think they should go with somebody on the edge. I'm going to have a lot of fun with this one. I'm going to go with Zay Flowers, who might be the most electric player in this draft. Let's just lean back into the offense. We know Amon Ross St. <laughs> Brown is a fantastic <laughs> player. Uh, Jameson Williams is supposed to be a fantastic player on the outside coming back from an ACL injury as well. And Jared Goff is has rebirthed his career as being you know a quarterback worth investing in right now. Let's just keep going, and let's just hope that we can get some pieces elsewhere in this draft. I think that they're pretty deep um, in in D line, at least as far as like I don't know if the drop off is that huge for them. So I'm gonna go with Zay Flowers. Have some fun. That's a pretty terrifying receiving core. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> What about for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Aiden? Yeah, I'll stop the fall here. Why not? Will Levis. Let's okay. do it. Um, I think I've taken three quarterbacks now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for, for hogging that. Um, you can sit behind Baker, right? It would be serviceable for a year or so. <laughs> I'm not all that high on Will Levis. Um, he obviously has the... You hear scouts be like, oh, he makes the ball whistle when it goes by you and stuff <laughs> like that. So that makes me suspicious. Um, yeah, he obviously has accuracy issues, but at 19, is that where we're at right now? Like, that's not a huge risk for the Bucks, to be honest, a team that's rebuilding. And obviously, when you're a team that's rebuilding, a, a good quarterback or hitting on a quarterback is huge. So why not here? I have the Seahawks again with 20th. I'm going to have some fun with this pick, too. This one's probably going to come maybe out of left field for people. They're going to draft Hendon Hooker 
who's absolutely flying up draft boards at this moment. <laughs> and um, at this point, like all the other top quarterbacks have been drafted already. And I think, so here's the thing with Hendon Hooker. Like, um, obviously he was phenomenal at Tennessee. Like only throwing five picks across two seasons is very, very impressive. And the fact that he's 25, I feel like shouldn't be a concern because quarterbacks are playing until they're 40 first off. And I don't like bank on the idea that you've hit a ceiling at 25, you know, in terms of being an NFL player and starting to learn more about the game from NFL, ideally NFL coaches that are the best in the business. Right. And also they're like, he's played in a quarterback friendly offense, but I, I don't, what, I don't want my quarterback playing in a quarterback unfriendly offense in college. You know, <laughs> I'm fine with them playing in a quarterback friendly offense and that he's gotten so many reps. Obviously, like Peter Schrager said this in his um, mock draft, that obviously Geno Smith is their guy like for the short term. But I think it's maybe 20 is too early, but also you may you don't want to take the risk that somebody else maybe trades into the first round and gets him. Like maybe Hennon Hooker falls to the second or third round. Who knows? But I'm going to say the Seahawks draft him here at 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the uh, Dolphins forfeited their pick um, for their tampering violation. So the Chargers are 21st here. Uh, Wyatt, who do you who do you got? I think the Chargers need to kind of have a resurgence here in offense. I'm tempted to take Bajan Robinson because Austin Eckler mm. has decided like has, they're kind of shopping the trade. I think he's going to come back though. I don't know if that necessarily is going to be a problem. And if they want to get a guy who is a better like ball carrier than Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler is obviously a great passing option. Mm-hmm. They could probably get that somewhere in the second or third round uh, there. I'm going to pick Jordan Addison, who's still on the board, mm-hmm. mainly operate out, outside the slot. Keenan Allen, this might be his last year there. He doesn't really have much run. Mike Williams is a feature of that wide receiver room, but he's more of like a big play contested catch guy. At least now in this wide receiver core, Addison can play out of the slot, can kind of run around a little bit and uh, work underneath. And, and he's got some speed. He's a great route runner. It's really going to be an area where he th- – thrives and if i didn't mess up my own, own draft board i would have picked say flowers here but addison's my next best <laughs> <laughs> i think i picked addison as well in our mock draft mm. 1.0 for the chart mm. yeah baltimore ravens at 22 um aiden who are you going yeah i feel like they would have been interested in receivers but all the ones that i was interested in are off the board um so i guess it's just gonna be odell on his own um i'm going corner i'm going deontay banks from maryland Another guy who really showed off during the combine at a ran a four three five in the forty forty two inch vertical, um, and he's like for a, a guy who's like two hundred pounds ish. That's pretty impressive, given that I feel like a lot of the guys who are running the the super fast forties among um, cornerbacks, they're guys who are like one seventy or one eighty. Um, so he's got size, he's got all the physical tools he needs, um, and was was pretty dominant last year uh, for the Terrapins. Uh, so I'm taking him if I'm the Ravens. Um, with a 23rd pick, then we have the Minnesota Vikings. They did not trade. They did not get Will Levis. So where are they going, Wyatt? (laughs) (laughs) It's tough. On PFF, their needs are wide receiver, linebacker, cornerback. It doesn't get talked in D-line. It doesn't get talked about enough how many busts come in the first round from the linebacker position. Everybody talks about how, like, you shouldn't be drafting a running back in the first round. It never works out. I at least would argue that they're probably more productive players immediately and at least in the short term of like three years 
than a lot of the first round linebackers have been in a long time, or at least like the first linebacker taken off the board. I don't want to be in the business of being the first linebacker taken off the board. I don't like any of the corners that are left. I don't like any of the wide receivers that are left. I am going to go with a defensive pick, and it is kind of an oddball, to be honest. I'm going to go with Kalijah Kansi, who is, a, a, like I said earlier, a good pass rusher. Um, he's going to go out and get his own. They're just going to need some spring to this offense to go out and get the quarterback. I would have liked to see like a run stuffer, but I don't really believe in Brian Brzee. And Miles Murphy was like the next best one I was going to get, but I'm not really 100% sure, to be honest. Okay, so I have the Jaguars here at 24th, and I, I drafted one of the guys <laughs> from another team that I was considering, and Wyatt drafted the other guy I was considering and Michael Mayer. I'm going to go back to Aiden's original pick for this last time with Cam Smith from South Carolina corner. DB is a need for the Jaguars. They weren't good against uh, passing offenses last year. And they need somebody, as Aiden mentioned last time, they need someone to cover the slot, which is something that Cam Smith will do well. So Cam Smith, That's 24th overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then we got Wyatt's New York football giant. With Wyatt. Uh, the Bills are calling you. The Bills are 27. We're just asking you to trade back two spots. Would you pick up the phone if I, if I called you? hypothetically on the phone i i would pick up the phone uh, i was thinking about opening up the phone not necessarily because the giants should trade back but because the 25th pick of the nfl draft has been traded every year for the last six years <laughs> so who am i to break tradition and you can't make that up i mean yeah, exactly and in every mock draft too there is for i don't know i'd throw in a third rounder yeah i'd take the deal plus the joe shane brian dayball relationship makes sense exactly for, uh, we're, we're old pals you know, so i I, exactly. I take a deal with the bills yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah pleasantries pleasantries yeah i think i know who you're coming to draft too <laughs> um i'm gonna take Bijan robinson i uh, knew it <laughs> sorry jared uh. <laughs> <laughs> the bills need a running back Bijan is yeah, a can't miss running back prospect and i'm gonna break my you know no running backs in first round rule for Bijan. He is really good. He's a really good player. Yeah. Um, dang, if I'm Jerry, I'm I'm pretty pissed at this point because both Michael Mayer and Bajan Robinson have been drafted already. But that's okay because Dalton Kincaid is still say, uh, mm. sitting there. I know PFF doesn't have tight end as a need for them, but they, they lost Dalton Schultz. And I think I'm sure their backup tight ends would be a fine void, to, uh, would be fine filling that void. But a lot of people like PFF, for example, likes Dalton Kincaid even more than Michael Mayer. So I think this is still a pretty good pick. I would, I would love to see Michael Mayer or Bajon Robinson on the Cowboys. But if it doesn't happen, I think Dalton Kincaid is a good pick here, too, from Utah. Tight end. And then we're going to have the Giant, the New York football Giants here at 27. Uh, Wyatt, who do you pick? You know, I, I don't like any of the receivers that are left on the board. I don't like any of the corners that are left on the board. And I think the Giants here are in need of a boost defensively for what is a, I don't know, I'm not going to call it lackluster, but a subpar defensive group. Dexter Lawrence is a stud. Leonard Williams is going to be out the door here soon. Kayvon Thibodeau is a stud, and he was used as a hybrid a lot. So I think the type of player that I'm looking for is my match made in heaven right now, which would be Nolan mm -hmm. Smith. Nolan Smith played the Jack linebacker in the Georgia defense. Uh, Georgia also runs a 3-3 defense similar to what the Giants do, and they rely heavily on the hybrid guys, just like Wink Martindale does. 
So I think Nolan Smith, with his physical abilities, being just a guy who can drop into coverage and be a, a decent pass rusher, is going to bode well against uh, other teams alongside Kayvon Thibodeau. We do have Aziz Ojolari, who's used in a similar role, but I think Nolan Smith provides a higher upside, funny enough, both from Georgia. And I think it works for the Giants to go and get a guy like him. Next, we got the Bengals at 28 on the clock. Wyatt? Really, two in a row. We need three straight here. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think with the Bengals, we're going to just keep taking shots at the offensive line. There's a chance that they look to replace Lyle Collins this season, depending on what the draft gives them. And right now, with Darnell Wright being gone, who might be the best right tackle, I think Dewan Jones probably takes a pick here at pick number 28 for the Bengals. Dewan Jones really impressed, similar to Dewan, excuse me, similar to Darnell Wright at the Senior Bowl, showing an elite size and amount of power and hand control at the right tackle mm-hmm. position. Uh, he is pretty polished. He gets buried behind Paris Johnson Jr., but he is a really talented player, and I think that he might be the pick that can kind of drive him into the future. And then for the Saints at 29, <laughs> Wyatt again, what say you? Oh, the trade back must have given me three yeah, in a row. Yeah, the trade back. Exactly. <laughs> if I'm the Saints and I'm getting myself in the headspace for the Saints, I got to think about like what's the dumbest possible pick that I can make that makes <laughs> me believe we can contend with Derek Carr uh, for that division rather than just go for the full rebuild. But um, there's not really anybody here that I would feel worth reaching for. Uh, I don't want to grab another corner in, in the later rounds. I don't need to do anything crazy offensively because I got Chris Olave. I think the pick is pretty straightforward. I'm going to go with the best defensive player available in Miles Murphy. I'm not super impressed with the Clemson guys this year, uh, but Miles Murphy does kind of provide some defensive stability uh, alongside them. And Dennis Ellis really needs to fight for his job. Defensive guy, maybe he can make some pieces work there. <laughs> okay. Um, Eagles here at 30. Aiden, who do you have here? I'm going guard Osiris Torrance from nice. Florida. Um, I think the Eagles need a little bit of help there, and he's probably the best, like, pure guard prospect in the draft. Um, he was dominant for, for years at Louisiana and then transferred to Florida, was just as dominant in the SEC. He's got all the tools you need to play guard in the NFL. So I feel like he's a pretty safe pick uh, to work out for the Eagles. That may be a non-premium position, but a position they need. Okay, cool. And then the last pick of the first round will be the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, they don't really have any glaring holes. I actually had Osiris uh, Torrance there because, as Bart noted, PFM, PFF had him graded as the best guard in the country last year. Yeah. Um, who Who do I want to go? They could go, like, Wide receiver is a need for them too, but I don't really think I like anybody left at this point for wide receiver. Um, so then my choices are tackle or edge for them, basically. Um, I think I'll, I think I know they've they signed some guys um, on the offensive line, but it's still a position they could add some depth. At, so I'm gonna put I'm gonna pick Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma there. Really, no Broderick Jones sitting there on the board uh, no, for the Anton, Chiefs. Anton Harrison is higher on PFF's board. Mm-hmm. So, and do I know that much about offensive tackles outside of uh, <laughs> PFF's grades? And Jared, you're not grinding the yeah. all twenty two. 
compared to the passion for offensive line stuff. He just, you know, encyclopedic knowledge of <laughs> offensive line grades. You know. Yeah. God bless the person who actually watches the offensive line film and decides who's good or not. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> there you have it. I think in our previous mock draft, we had a lot of, a lot more offensive linemen going. Yeah, Broderick Jones could be going way earlier than that, too. So if he falls yeah, to the Steelers there, over. that's pretty good. Like Skaronsky, for example, fell to the Titans. I wanted him last time, didn't get him. I love my pick. My first, <laughs> my first yep. picks up to the yep. Titans, I love them. <laughs> or no, I didn't get the... Sorry, I, I, I messed up. The Titans got a quarterback there, CJ Stroud. But... Oh, yeah, yeah. But even that... That's I, a, I, I, that would be a get. That would yeah, be a get. <laughs> do we actually like from a realistic standpoint do we think it's possible the texans don't take a qb i have seen a couple mocks now that are saying like they're just gonna yeah, yeah get somebody like are they gonna trade back or something like that for a quarterback needy team like yeah. get somebody like um like tyree wilson or whatever or will anderson if if he was available still yeah um and then dra just draft will levis with their other first round pick <laughs> Oh. Oh, I have a hard time believing it because of how good CJ Stroud is, but well, yeah. yeah, or Bryce Young, depending on who falls, but that would be a bold move. I'll give them that. I think it's interesting because just because Ohio State quarterbacks, like I said last time, I know like some people really love Justin Fields, but their their track record right now is kind of iffy for Ohio State quarterback. That's true. Do you think CJ Stroud's the best one though? I feel like he's looked like the best one to me. At least. Probably. I mean, Justin Fields was good too, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Justin Fields was good. Yeah. They, those two are definitely the best to come out from yeah. the other group that earlier. I was... Yeah, the disrespect to R.J. Barrett. <laughs> right. Or J.T. Barrett, you mean? Is it, wasn't it J.T. Barrett? Oh, yeah, it was J. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Too much NBA playoffs. <laughs> I think Bajan, Bajan, the Bills getting Bajan Robinson, by the way, was a good pick. Like, obviously, if, if I'm the Cowboys, That'd be a I hate get that, but that's a good, them, yeah, it's yeah, a really good we'll, pick. We'll see. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lunch Bell Guys podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. Go ahead and follow us on our social medias, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as subscribe to our podcast page so you guys don't miss an episode. We really appreciate you guys listening, and we will see you guys all next week after the draft.